Today's podcast features tabletop designers Constance and Tanya from Odd Standard. This podcast runs roughly 20 minutes long and was taken live from our studio in Baltimore. This is Dave Turner from Tabletop Journal, and this is our designer forum of our Tabletop Matters channel. And this morning, we're going to Stavanger, Norway, to talk to Constance and Tanya from Odd Standard. Odd Standard is one of the coolest design firms in uh, hospitality tabletop today, and we're really thrilled to be, have them join us. So, good morning, or good afternoon to you all in Stavanger. Good afternoon, Dave. <laughs> How are you today? Very well, thank you. We're good. Good. I want to get right into it. So I, I know you both have extensive careers in, uh, in design, and particularly hospitality tabletop design, but also industrial design. <clears throat> and I, I want to know sort of a little bit about the background and how that led to the development and the creation of Odd Standard. So maybe you can uh, fill us in. And how is Odd Standard a little bit different than some of the other design firms that are out there? Uh, we started Odd Standard one and a half year ago. After working like 10 years for my part at Figio and before that at Rosenthal in Germany. And uh, Tony had worked uh, four years? In yes, the, uh, we, we worked together in, in Figio uh, and we found this common fascination for the experience of eating mm. and for working with restaurants and for working with, with the tabletop uh, products. Yeah. And when we left uh, Figio, we wanted to continue doing that, uh, but in a, in a different way. More experimental and... Um, also in a smaller scale, because industrial production is all about making a lot of volumes, but also making them uh, affordable and to in the right production techniques and so on. Um, yeah. I, I have a quick question on the, on the small scale. I love what you're doing. And I think and it, and it's in it to me, some of the products that I've seen from you um, to me seem very handcrafted. Mm -hmm. And, I, and, and that's what I love about it. But the real question is, is can that, is, how does that a, um, how can you scale that and how can that become a real business? Um, that, the, the, smaller, the smaller production quantities. Yes, I think, uh, I think we have a, a fascination for, for crafts and for material that you see in everything we do from, of course, Products we make in our own workshop. We have our own ceramic workshop where we make small series, and of course they will uh, be very crafted. But also the larger series that we make uh, in collaboration with other manufacturers, they have a, a sort of craftedness about them that comes from. Um, I think the way we start any product or project is by understanding the manufacturing process and uh, working with that and yeah. with the material. And I also think that it's, it's possible to scale it a bit by combining the things that we do ourselves, like uh, 100 pieces, combined with things that we will do uh, or be doing more like 10,000 uh, pieces of with in collaboration with others. So it's, it's not one product on its own. It's a combination of the products that will make them also interesting. Yeah. I know you, you have designed all kinds of industrial products in your background, both your backgrounds. Uh, why did you end up choosing dinnerware and, and why working with these crazy people called chefs? <laughs> yeah, why? We ask ourselves yeah, why? Yeah. that. Yeah, we sometimes do. 
Um, for my part, it started actually with a, a coincidence. I, um, I started to work with design in porcelain. And from porcelain uh, and for the retail market, I got a little bit fed up with this kind of fashion part of it. It's fashion also in the, in the hospitality industry, of course, but it's uh, more long-term trends in, and uh, tendencies than, mm -hmm. than this kind of light blue in the spring or, uh, oh, this autumn is aubergine color or whatever. Um, so Yes, the retail, the consumer markets seems to be much more fickle. Yes, definitely. It always changes. And also to work with the hospitality industry, you get the possibility to work with people that are trying to achieve something, uh, achieve more than just uh, making a nice or setting a nice table. They try to achieve some kind of communication with their food. And a lot of the times we find that the chefs think a lot like the designers. It's like um, having the raw material and trying to best make the best out of it. Uh, and also making it fast and possible to recreate and so on. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I think uh, when I, when we started work or I started working with tabletop and and with chefs and restaurants, I uh, I discovered just that it's a, quite a similar way of thinking, but with completely different uh, knowledge. Mm. Uh, so working together as designers and chefs on creating uh, an experience for the the guest or the eater is uh, it's uh, it's a very uh, interesting way of working, I mm. think. And just one more thing I like to add uh, is that when you work or design something that people are going to eat from or even touch with the, their lips and so on, people tend to have an opinion about it. And it's always nice when people have an opinion on what you're doing, even if it's not necessarily always uh, positive. It's nice to, to be able to talk to people about what you're doing. Is there, there's no doubt that uh, designing tabletop, and you have certainly expanded the definition of tabletop. Uh, some of the things you're doing, and just uh, <laughs> I hope you have some there to show us. But um, I, I also, as you were talking, I was also thinking about artists working with artists. Mm. Um, you are both very creative artists. The chefs themselves are very creative. And I wonder, does that, does that help being an artist, working with other artists, or is it, or is it, uh, do you, is there a simpatico? Is there a, sort of another level that you understand each other, or does it make it more complicated? I think it, I think most of the time, it helps. It helps because you are able to use the right words. You are able to to communicate and so on. Sometimes it's a tricky because we are all about what we think is the best way, and we have our opinion, and we are a bit stubborn. Like the chefs. <laughs> no, really. Uh, I think I think in a way. I mean, it all depends who you work with, but uh, I think it makes it a bit more complicated. But we never wanted it to be easy. No. Uh, if we had wanted it to be easy, we would have done something else. Because uh, tabletop products, uh, although they're not really high tech products, they're they're complicated in different ways. Then they have functional requirements, especially in the hospitality mm. industry, that you don't have uh, in at home. Uh, so, so uh, I think complicated is just a good way of doing something better. Yeah. Yeah. Some wise people one time told me that the good things are never easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. So, we agree. 
Design firms, in our experience, all have a certain style or a certain approach to design. What would be odd standards approach or philosophy or, or how do you go about coming up with some of the products do you create? Because I suspect, and while, you, while you're thinking about that, I suspect a lot of the things that you're creating uh, are, are beyond what somebody, uh, a chef, might have thought that they needed. Um, I don't know if we have, I, I don't feel like we have a certain approach to it, but what we have learned by working with tableware or tabletop products for so many years is that uh, you should never um, underestimate uh, things happening by accident, or you should never underestimate faults, or you should never underestimate uh, ideas that you think come too quickly or too easy or too difficult. It's like we are we are broad-minded in how we work, but we always wanted to be something that can. Um, give a certain extra to the to the dinner service or a certain extra joy for the people working with the products as well like the chef should enjoy uh, yeah. uh, using our products should enjoy um, putting the dish together on our our plate or our branch or whatever it is at the moment Hmm. Yes, I think Whatever also we're, uh, we're very experimental uh, at the moment. Yes. <laughs> uh, since uh, since we started on standard, we've been doing a lot of experimentation. Uh, we we're, we love to experiment, um, and I think uh, it's uh, many of the good things we've done is about seeing the right things and stopping at the right moment. Yeah. Where where other people might have seen faults, we sometimes see interesting possibilities. Uh, and also, I think it's the combination of the experimental and the functional uh, way of, of seeing things. We don't stop at only experimental, we make sure it's also functional. Yeah, because you know, when you are, um, if you want to break some rules, you need to know the rules uh, to break them. So, when we know everything about how a plate should be round, stackable, durable, uh, Chip resistant and all these things, uh, most of the time white uh, and all these things. Then it's fun to do. <laughs> then it's fun to do a branch of juniper cast down in, in concrete and these things because you break the rules, but you know how how the rules really are working. Yeah, you know which yeah. rules yeah. you can break yeah. and mm -hmm. when you you know when to break rules and when yeah. to not break them. Yeah. I think if you follow all the rules, you miss most of the fun. Yes, so, uh, <laughs> definitely. Um, I, I don't know if that's uh, a, an old saying or a new saying, but I believe it, and uh, I, I agree. And I would say from the things that I have seen that you've produced, you definitely are breaking rules. <laughs> yeah, Thank and I, I think uh, that's also the advantage of working in smaller scales, mm. because uh, when, when we, don't, we don't have to have a product uh, in sale for the next 10 years or in, in many, many tens of thousands. We no. can make 20 and, and we can stop at 20 if we want. Mm -hmm. So, of course, that gives us a, a great possibility to explore and to break rules if we want to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose I suppose that being in the in, being able to produce in small scale allows you to not be handcuffed by uh, certain production methods or techniques. Yeah, and I think uh, our, our name on standard mm. We chose that name because uh, we wanted to say also with our name that we do 
both the odd and the standards. We also make products that are more standard, but still have a, a, a visual quality mm. and a mm. functional quality, mm. but that are not so weird and so mm. experimental. Mm. Is there a uh, particular chef or a particular type of chef that you prefer to work with? I think we uh, prefer to work with the people that want to explore more, that want to, to test uh, the limits for their work and, uh, and also are quite um, open-minded uh, so we can have an um, interesting dialogue and then see together what can we actually make. Uh, not the chefs that are kind of dictating us to what we uh, are supposed to do. That we, we it doesn't have... work. No, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, and also, maybe um, a chef that likes to go their own uh, road, their way, that doesn't just follow everybody else. Is there a... <clears throat> is there a... Uh... Is there a type of customer or a specific, maybe a specific chef that you haven't worked with that you'd like to? Oh, there's so many. Uh, there's so many. We don't, I, th I think that there are so many young chefs uh, also uh, with big um, um, ambitions. Yes, um, and female chefs. We, yeah. work, we work mostly with male chefs yeah. until now. Mm. Uh, we've worked a lot with uh, some many, many great Norwegian chefs, and now we're, we're starting to look uh, outside of Norway. Uh, so we would love to work with, uh, with some more people in other countries. Mm. Um, yeah. But we don't, well, we don't want to name a, a certain chef, no. Well, you might leave a few out if you've named them, <laughs> so that might be and a problem. And of course, uh, we, we would also like, again, to work with, with mass production, with larger companies uh, as designers, mm. because that's an, a, another part of what we want to do. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's a possibility as well. Yeah, because sometimes we, like, I never thought I was, go, uh, I was going to say this, but sometimes I kind of miss some of the rules in industry. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's also challenging to, to make sure that you are doing something that is really, really right for the certain kind of production and so on. Uh, and it's fun to, to work with those frames or rules as well. Well, I, I think that uh, Scandinavian cuisine has uh, really taken uh, the world by storm over the past uh, handful of years. And in terms of dinnerware, you two have really had a heavy influence in that area. So I expect that we'll continue with Odd Standard. But where will Odd Standard be in the, in the next few years, let's say three to five years? Where would you like Odd Standard to be as a company? Um, I think we, uh, our ambition is not to build on standard into a, a very, very large company, but of course we, we would like to grow a little bit. I think most important for us is to, to do things that are uh, good, very good, and things that are different from what, what other people do, so that we, uh, we make a mark uh, in, in the industry we're in. And, well, we'd, we'd love to be someone that the chefs, talented chefs all over the world uh, would like to work with, mm. I think. Mm. And we want to be established in at least one or two markets outside of Scandinavia. Yeah. 
So we. Um, well, we I can tell you, we at Tabletop Journal are very excited about all the things that you're doing. So we will help spread that word. That's right. Um, I, I asked once before, a little before, uh, hopefully that you have a product or two there that you can show us. Is there anything that you can show us this morning? Uh, um, uh, maybe new, maybe people haven't seen from Odd Standard. Just a second, there. Because the one uh, Tanya, while uh, Constance is doing that, I oh here she she's back so quick. You have so many good products. Look at that. Um, yeah. Yes. Oh my God, that's that's beautiful. Let's see. This is a bowl we recently made for a Norwegian restaurant called Maemo. Um, it's made from uh, it's made from black clay. And it's very, very thin and it, it has a very light feeling to it. And what did they serve in that? If you can, if you, if, do you know? What are they serving? Uh, they used it, uh, I think they use it for many different things. Um, Desserts, maybe? Was one version that they did I think it was white truffle for uh, a celebration at the uh, Geranium in uh, in Copenhagen because Espen at Maemo brought him to, brought this bowl with him to uh, to Geranium to uh, so it's um, and then I think he is um, he has used it for many different dishes at the moment. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's small though, uh, and we wanted to show you uh, another product as well. This Great. is uh, this is one of our first standard products. Well, this is very odd. This is more standard. It's uh, it's called Rocky, uh, and it's made from soapstone um, in the deep, deep forests of Finland. We work with a Finnish producer, a small Finnish uh, soapstone factory that does great work. Mm. And this we have uh, um, delivered to um, many, many, many. I don't know, uh, a few restaurants, and they use it very hot. They heat the bowl in, uh, at, before they put the dish into it, or they even make the dish into the bowl, or they uh, kind of cool it down so and serve um, it almost like a frosted. It has a soft frosted sure. touch to it. Yeah, it has sure. it has interesting uh, qualities when it comes to heat and cold, mm -hmm. and I think that's also a characteristic for what we do. We're we're also very interested in the the technical and the functional uh, qualities of a mm -hmm. material and a product. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I continue to tell people wherever I go that for me, uh, somebody who's been in this business for more than a few years, that this is absolutely the most exciting time in my lifetime in hospitality tabletop. Yeah. And it's because of people like you, because tabletop today can be whatever you can dream it to be. Yeah. And yeah. their chefs are more accepting. Uh, the guests are looking for better experiences, and certainly the things from Odd Standard really, really help that guest experience. So thank you very, very much for all your great creativity, and thank you again for your time this morning. I know you're busy, you're, you're busy uh, producing products before the end of the year and all that. But we love it, and we want to check back in with you uh, down the road if that's okay. Yeah, please do. Of course, yeah. From time to time, we want to come back and see some of those really secret items that you're producing, like those bowls. Those are <laughs> fabulous. So thank you again, and congratulations on such a successful company. Thank, thank you. you. Bye, Dave. Bye-bye.